Welcome to Vanguard's podcast. I'm Yasmin Khalid Ali, and today we're talking about conspiracy theories, fake news, and misinformation. In today's fast-paced world where information is just a click away, it's becoming increasingly difficult to distinguish between what's real and what's not. It's no longer just a matter of opinion, but a challenge to determine what's true and what's not. The spread of fake news and misinformation has led to confusion, mistrust, and even violence in some cases. In this podcast, we will explore the challenges faced by society in dealing with conspiracies, fake news, and misinformation. We will examine the impact of these issues on individuals and the society as a whole, and discuss possible solutions to address them. We know that misinformation and conspiracies can be very harmful. They can affect an individual, a community, and even extend their harms to the future. That's why whenever somebody brings up this topic, the scary stereotypical image comes straight to our minds. But our guest today looks at things from a broader perspective and notes that conspiracies and misinformation aren't just what we hear on news and social media. It's an inseparable part of our daily life. Let's hear what Dr. Ahmed Ismirlioglu, who is a Turkish word historian and a lecturer at Utah State University, has to say. I would suggest that misinformation uh, can be quite harmless in most cases for most of the duration uh, of it. Misinformation, when spreading through a community, might be entertaining. It might simply point out some shortcomings of certain members of a community It might be laughed at and dismissed, for the most part, by people. You're right. I just noticed that a day can pass by without hearing some sort of misinformation. Take, for example, gossiping. And mostly, we don't treat it seriously, and not much harm is made from it. But can you tell us, Mr. Ahmed, when exactly can misinformation and conspiracy theories cause serious damage in a community? I think during times of crisis, for example. Uh, what seemed to be a harmless story or a harmless uh, stereotyping of a certain group of people within a community might be very harmful as during a crisis, an entire community, a majority of a community might be driven to violence against a minority. Misinformation, therefore, although it might seem harmless for most of the time, can be extremely damaging and harmful, especially in times of crisis when large groups of people might feel actually threatened and scapegoating small portions of a community uh, might occur in very, very damaging, harmful and violent ways. Got it. So, such responses that occur due to the strong feelings of fear and threat are what can start actual serious damage. More importantly, Mr. Ahmed, do you think that these responses can get to extremes and even lead to violence? Yes, they may lead to violence, but not in all instances, but especially during times of severe crisis, such as COVID, times of great uncertainty, um, and where people might perceive even the slightest developments as a threat to their very lives. Uh, this can, misinformation and conspiracy theories can certainly lead to a great deal of violence. That seems scary. Maybe let's focus more on the general effects. To illustrate the impact of conspiracy theories and misinformation better, and so that we understand more, can you share with us some examples? I would suggest going back a few years to um, COVID, thinking about how different conspiracy theories uh, drove many people to act in rather harmful ways, selfish ways, uh, when people 
perhaps under the spell of misinformation, such as COVID vaccines being harmful, might potentially have some long-term harm, actually, with very negative health consequences, especially for the elderly, etc. Many people chose not to participate in taking vaccines, for instance, or even wearing masks with very deleterious consequences within their communities when people who were not vaccinated and not wearing masks interacted with vulnerable members of their communities, such as the elderly. Uh, this caused, in many instances, in many documented instances, I think, um, some very real harm. Yeah, I think COVID serves as a great example where both Yemenis and Americans experience similar things. Do you know who can tell us more about that? Doctors! Welcome our other two guests of the program, Todd Murphy and Lara Murphy. I'd still say the CDC and the, NI the NIH have the best data. <clears throat> right, but then there's... But people distrust There's them. a vocal minority who distrust that specific source right. as uh, being reliable for whatever reason they have. So I'm not sure how, unless it's filtered through somebody else. Sure. You know, if you hear it, the same thing over and over again from someone you trust, maybe Maybe it will be believed then. Some other people believe that the vaccines are unsafe, ineffective, or contain microchips or other harmful substances that can cause complication and other diseases in order to kill many people and preserve the golden billion people on the surface of the earth. So this is a great gain for the leaders of the world and makes them extremely rich. These conspiracy theories have led to vaccines, hesitancy, and other public health risks. I mean, I'm not a vaccine expert or virologist, but <clears throat> compared to other vaccines, it's amazingly effective and the side effects are minimal. There are real harms very rarely, but all vaccines all have vaccines that have potential. These particular vaccines seem to be exceedingly effective and exceedingly safe. And you trust the COVID vaccines despite how fast they were able to pump them out? Yes, there was a number of people who had been working on this problem since the last... Since uh, the original Since SARS. the original SARS. So they had, a, they had a head start by about a decade. <clears throat> and then the additional resources poured in allowed them to make some scaling and technological breakthroughs. And Multiple labs. since then, billions and billions of doses have been given, giving a tremendous amount of data to be analyzed, which confirms uh, that conclusion. Multiple labs around the world, multiple universities across the planet, and DARPA have been working on vaccines since the original... SARS. Um, 
in a, in addition to building the the backbones to build that vaccine, like the ability to scale it up and scale it up quickly, um, should civilians or soldiers need a quick rescue from an invading organism. So the fact that it came out quickly isn't isn't a problem. They'd been working on it for decades. So you think it's, I guess for lack of a better word that I can think of right now, you think it's a bit ridiculous that there are even many doctors who mistrust the COVID vaccines despite, specifically because they were pumped out I think most people don't, I think most people, including doctors, don't know how much time and energy like how many years had been spent building up the the base of this it's all they see is the final product and how did you get that so fast they they don't see all the work that was going in prior to it but even if there was a theoretically semi-legitimate concern about the speed at which the vaccines were initially rolled out. At this point in time, it's even more ridiculous because of the amount of and number of vaccines that have been given, like I said, providing a tremendous amount of data to be analyzed. So at this point in time, it's even more ridiculous. Back to Mr. Ahmed. Mr. Ahmed, I'd say that a different example would make the effects of conspiracy theories and misinformation crystal clear for our audience. Can you share one more with us? Another example of this uh, is that uh, I just read an article, and I can look up and provide the source for that if needed, uh, where individuals, especially in rural communities here in the United States, who were highly suspicious of uh, climate change as a legitimate phenomenon, um, really took actions at a local level to prevent, for instance, green energy projects from being implemented in their uh, areas. This was driven by the idea that perhaps the government or certain organizations were driving a false narrative of climate change to implement certain policies, energy policies especially, uh, to bring about change in the country, essentially by tricking good, honest American citizens with a false climate change narrative. This is a clear conspiracy theory driven by misinformation and also misunderstanding a lack of education. The consequences of this, of course, it deprives certain communities of uh, participating in a new energy economy that's taking shape in the United States, lucrative opportunities, job opportunities that might really benefit communities, uh, driven by misinformation, conspiracy theories, some communities suspicious of these changes, actually harm themselves and their future prospects. And this, of course, also has national and global consequences as well. When at a local level, people do not participate in these positive changes involving the implementation of new green technologies that would improve the environment in which we all live in, then pollution caused by older, inefficient ways of energy production and use uh, will continue to have 
potentially very harmful health consequences at, at a regional or even national level. This also, of course, uh, when there's resistance at local levels against implementation of perhaps green energy technologies, this slows down the, the international implementation of new energy policies that would improve life, especially improve the environmental consequences of energy use. Now, after making the impact of conspiracy theories and misinformation clear, it is important to note that not all conspiracy theories are created equal. Some conspiracy theories are based on real events and raise legitimate questions about the role of powerful actors in society. Other conspiracy theories are completely unfounded and can be harmful. So, how can we distinguish between conspiracy theories that maybe have some basis in reality? I think that is part of the allure of conspiracy theories, that they all have some basis in reality. They start from very, very logical, well-established facts, ideas. But then the, the perpetrators of these conspiracy theories will use wild assumptions not based in fact to build some untestable uh, hypotheses. A speculative example of this uh, would be, for example, if um, a member of a minority within a community committed an act of violence and this person was arrested, uh, tried and found guilty. Well, that is a fact. This person, who belonged to a minority in a community, committed an act of violence. But a conspiracy theorist might take this fact and add some assumptions to it. They might, for example, suggest, oh, this person belonging to a minority might have had connections to some outside groups who were trying to perpetrate violence in our community. Such an assertion cannot really be tested. But such a hypothesis might really resonate with members of a community who were reeling from the shock of a violent event, and they might begin to act on the speculative hypothesis that cannot really be tested with facts. How can we counteract such a situation? How can we get ahead of the spread of such a conspiracy theory or misinformation? An answer to this is education. An educated person not only has a lot of reliable information under their belt, they also know how to process information they know where to access factual information, which would allow them to identify non-factual assumptions in an argument, to replace them with relevant and reliable facts. Clearly, media and fact-checking organizations will play an absolutely critical role in helping us uh, dismiss conspiracy theories before they begin to spread. As we look ahead to the next two to four years, it's clear that conspiracy theories will continue to play a significant role in our society. With the rise of social media and spread of misinformation, we may see an increase in the spread of conspiracy theories across different platforms. I see the situation perhaps getting worse, especially as artificial intelligence and technologies related to artificial intelligence can create far more believable fake pieces of information. For example, fake pictures, fake pieces of audio that are virtually indistinguishable from uh, real, real versions of it. 
I expect this to make um, disinformation, misinformation, but also conspiracy theories uh, far, far more appealing to many, many people who simply do not have the time or the means to analyze uh, these pieces of information. It is important to be cautious of conspiracy theories and fake news. By verifying sources and fact-checking information, we can combat the spread of misinformation and promote a more informed society. Let's continue to seek out the truth and share reliable information with others. Together, we can make a difference and build a more informed world. We hope that today's conversation has sparked new thoughts and ideas. Thank you to our guests for joining us and to our audience for listening. Stay informed and stay curious. <laughs>